0: Hello, thank you for downloading this episode of the Final Third Podcast. We talk about the NWSL final MLS Cup playoffs. We preview both of those. So go ahead and you know give this episode a listen. Leave a rating on Apple Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Final Third Show. That link will be down below. Alright, enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome
1: back to another Deep Dive episode of The Final Third. My name, as always, is Jack. I'm one of the co-hosts on this great podcast, perhaps the best soccer podcast on the (laughs) internet, some might say. Me. I am a fan of Chelsea, Minnesota United, Atalanta, and the French and U.S. national teams. And as always, or almost always, I am joined here by the fantastic co-host, that's in the Zoom call with me,
0: AJ. Wow, that's very, uh, what, a, what a regal opening, Jack. Yes, well, yes. Yes, my name's AJ Agency we I'm on one of the co-hosts. And I'm Minnesota United, the U.S. national teams, and West Ham United. We'll be talking about one of those teams uh, today, Jack. What are we going to be talking about?
1: Well, we're going to be talking about playoff soccer. Because Ooh. the NWSL final is coming up this weekend on the 20th. And the MLS playoffs are coming up this weekend as well. We've got six matchups before, uh, you know, the first round teams or first round by teams come into play. So we'll be taking a look at each of those playoff matches.
0: Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Not only that, we'll be talking about, uh, as you mentioned, the NWSL final coming up. But focusing on MLS for just a little bit, uh, I just want to advertise one more time. If you want to join our uh, bracket challenge league, the link will be down in the show notes below. Trying to get as many people in that to see who's uh the best at predicting MLS playoffs. Uh hint hint, it's probably going to be yours truly. Nah, I'm just kidding. But uh definitely check that out. Check out our Twitter as well at final third show. And yeah, just uh be part of that community right there. Uh Jack, how about we get started with previewing the NWSL final here?
1: Let's do it, because it's an exciting matchup after is, both is. sides upset the first round by teams with the Washington Spirit taking out O.L. Rain and the Chicago Red Stars dispatching the Portland Thorns.
0: Yes, it, it's been a very interesting ride to the finals for both these teams. Uh, before Chicago took care of things in Providence Park in Portland, they also went to New Jersey, New York, uh, or actually, no, they hosted New Jersey slash New York Gotham FC and won that 1-0. So the Chicago Red Stars have not conceded yet this playoffs. Washington Spirit conceded to O.L. Reign, but still went to Tacoma, did their business, upset the Reign, and also hosted a North Carolina Courage, who they dispatched 1-0. So this is, I think, the first time the NWSL that neither the first nor second seed has been in the final, which is a very interest, interesting story, and I think says a lot about how in this, like, soccer landscape in America, we design our playoffs. Uh, many people have suggested, including some people on Twitter, that having such a long bye and not getting enough playing time is actually hurt not just the Portland Thorns, not just the O.L. Rain, but all teams that have had to go through such a long break Jack, would you agree that could be the case here? One of the reasons why we have two underdogs in the finals?
1: It definitely could be the case. You know, uh, be, there's such a thing as a balance between being warm and ready <laughs> for a playoff match and also not being tired, right? So while it might help them not be tired, it also gets them out of that game mentality. Right. And because of that, it, it probably does hurt a little bit. Now, whether it hurts more than helps... I I can't say because I don't know about you, but I haven't played in a MLS playoff before. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) uh, So I'm not quite sure about that, but I I have a feeling that there are some players, and given uh, the recent run of results, coaches, front office people, you know, that are thinking the same way.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the MLS uh, preview, but sticking with NWSL, Jack... Team by team, Chicago Red Stars and Washington Spirit. How do you view this final? What do you think are, is going to be the big X factor here? And how do you just personally see this playing out? Because this was not either of our predicted uh, lineups no. in the in the final. I had, I believe, the Chicago Red Stars, yeah, and the Oel Rain with Oel Rain winning. That's obviously not going to happen. Who did you have, Jack? Before we even get to all the other stuff.
1: Uh, both of the teams that lost were who I had in Portland Thorns versus OL rain Right. Clearly, the Cascadia rivalry was not on the cards this time.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Jack, like I asked before, how do you see this final playing out?
1: Well, it it's going to be an interesting final for sure. You know, both of these teams are very solid. You know, they, they may not have finished first and second seed, but that doesn't mean they didn't have a solid season despite that. They finished third and fourth in the table, separated by just one point, with the Washington Spirit only three points off of O.L. Reign, and then Chicago Red Stars only four points off. So they, they had a great season. Now, one let, let, let me start with the Chicago Red Stars, because they're, they're closer to home for us at least. So mm-hmm. starting with that. Chicago Red Stars have been very solid defensively, not just this season, but in the playoffs so far. And in fact, in their last five games, they've only conceded one goal. That, that's pretty fantastic. The one concern that I have for the Chicago Red Stars, if I can think of one, is that there's a very high chance that the runner-up for NWSL MVP, Mallory Pugh, will be out- of the final due to COVID-19 protocol violations. And if that's the case, you know, they did get the job done against the Portland Thorns without her, but it still will be difficult given how much she adds to this team. Right. So that, Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's, that's my big question for the Chicago red stars who really stands out after that. You know, they've, they've still got great players like, uh, like Sarah Woldmo, Morgan Gowtrout and, uh, and their defense is pretty spectacular as well the main question is over the offense so that that's that's what i'd say about the chicago red stars for this playoff game for the washington spirit you know great season like i like i said they actually have a very similar defensive record only two goals conceded in their last five and you know they they've they've won all of their last five like the chicago red stars very great end to the seasons for both of them. And it makes sense that they're both in this final, uh, the Washington spirit. I think one of their X factors is I, I, I don't know if, uh, the rookie of the year has been named yet, but who, who mm-hmm. in my mind should be rookie of the year, at least if it hasn't been named Trinity Rodman playing for the Washington spirit, he has been fantastic, uh, scored against OL rain to equalize, uh, in, in the playoff match. And, uh, you know, has just been a great player this entire se- this entire season, so I think that she's definitely going to. Uh, if if Washington Spirit win this, she's going to have an incredible game. I I think that I think that's going that's uh, what's going to happen. Also, you know, Washington Spirit on their team have the Golden Boot winner, right? That's true. On their team and. That that definitely helps you quite a bit uh, if you have Ashley Hatch up top for you who can score some goals. Uh, so the question then comes down to which of these teams wins in this, and I think it's going to be a really tough match for either team because you know it is in Louisville, what uh, and. It seems it's it's a pretty early game if I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, for, it's
0: uh it's gonna be this Saturday at noon local time. Right, so pretty
1: early game, uh, compared to American soccer in general, right? Yeah. So, I I would really like to see the Chicago Red Stars win, and I'm I'm not completely convinced just because of missing Mallory Pugh and the Washington Spirit having a great end to the season. But I, I think what, what, what's more likely is that this game gets settled in extra time or by penalties. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think these two teams are pretty close to evenly matched. And that reflects in the fact that I believe in this series, it's like seven to six in terms of wins. Uh, and you know uh, that in, in the, in the last like 13 or, or 15 matches with a few draws sprinkled in, but you know, it, it's it's going to be a very tight contest. I could see it being settled by penalties. And I think Washington Spirit might just barely edge this one out just because I think they're closer to a full-strength team right now.
0: Right. I... It's it, it's tough. We predicted this game uh, on, on the Monday episode. I said the Spirit would win. Jack, I think I remember you saying the Chicago Red Stars would win.
1: I that I was before that, though right Mallory Pugh got exactly. ruled out of the got potentially ruled out of the final now if she plays I think that's that another adds a story lot. that exactly. adds a ton to Chicago but with the information we have right now I think that it's going to be tough for Chicago to overcome that loss even though they did it quite well with uh, at the Portland Thorn at, at Providence Park right but still
0: <laughs> I I personally think that even with Mallory Pugh this is going to be a close game, and I think that the Washington Spirit are, in my eyes, a level above the Chicago Red Stars as it stands. Because not only do you have, you know, comparable, I think their, their defenses are very comparable. You know, you have right. Sarah Gordon uh, on one side, who has been an MVP in defense, Tierna Davidson as well. Their defensive scheme in general has become a lot more secure, the Chicago Red Stars. They moved to those double sixes. Uh, Woldmo is great. Uh, in that midfield. However you go to the other side. Washington Spirit. And you have a very good goalkeeper in Bledsoe. Who has been absolutely amazing this playoffs. Facing 17 shots on target. And saving 16. To me. On their day. On both those uh, players days. It could be a wash. However in the attack. Is where I really see. The Spirit kind of. Go And lead the pack in terms of what these two teams bring i see trinity rodman as not just a rookie of the year lock but potentially in the top 10 top five options for most valuable player and to be in the nwsl best 11 her rookie year is something that you don't see very often at all and she is that x factor she has the gold contributions top 10 top seven i believe in both goals and assists this this year plus you have ashley hatch who is uh the golden boot winner as you mentioned that dynacism is something that i don't think the chicago red stars necessarily have all the time in the offense i will give credit to chicago red stars though they had the best finish to the season out of all teams with four wins in five after a pretty rough start of the season like nobody was talking about this team as a potential title contender and yet they're here Mallory Pugh is one of the best wingers in the league so missing her is going to be such a a hard hit to this team after building this momentum since like the past like I want to say two months this team has been building up momentum to lose that now, or not lose this, because I, I, they could still like survive, but to not have that last final piece is going to be hard to really bring them across the finish line. If Chicago win this, it won't be pretty. I can guarantee you that. It'll be about defensive strength. In fact, if any, if any of these teams wins, it's not going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a real test of defensive strength, whether it's Washington Spirit or the Chicago Red Stars. It's about using that defensive scheme to their advantage, no matter how ugly it looks. Jack, you said the Red Stars would win before you switched to Washington Spirit. I'm with you with that. I'm sticking with my original scoreline of two to one for the Spirit. How does that sound? Are are you in? Are we in agreement here? NWSL is just going to the Washington Spirit, who I don't See, think has won a championship yet.
1: Here, here's the thing. I don't want them to win it. That's that's the thing that makes it tough to predict them to win it because you know their owners awful for one even even if he's saying like oh I'm gonna sell my stake in the club what if he doesn't because he's like look what I brought with this championship yeah like that that's that's the thing that makes me want Chicago to win this so much uh, but at the same time you know missing Mallory Pugh is going to hurt and I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say like it's like a penalty shootout win for the Spirit. Honestly, All right. I could see this being like a 0-0-1-1 type of game. I I really think I could see that happening. More likely one one. I I don't know. It it just it just feels like that kind of game because like you're saying, both the defense is very good. Yeah. So that that's that that's <laughs> what I'll say. Draw after extra time or penalties. Spirit win. I don't want them to win, but I think.
0: They probably will. Here's the thing about the spirit winning. And you mentioned them not. You don't want them to win because the owner would probably take credit for that. I, I understand. That he would. And. That would suck. At the same time after the stuff that Richie Burke. You know. Brought to this team. All, all the heinous stuff that he did. And. Seeing the players be so brave in standing up and fighting through it as a team even though they shouldn't have to ha- have done that their bravery should have been something that didn't have to happen at all but to still see that happen to still see the fans you know continually fight through it have to put up with that again even though they shouldn't have in some way i would like to see that at least in some level be I, say, I don't want to say rewarded, but it, in some way uh, have them get something out of the season and show like, the mental fortitude, how much they fought together as a team against a common enemy and win this championship in spite of their bad owner, in spite of uh, their, their crappy organization. I think that would be cool. I could see both sides, though. That's just how I see it. I do think the Spear have this in the bag, I won't say in this bag, but I think, I think it is going to go to the spirit this Saturday in Louisville, noon, on CBS. And I'll leave it there. Jack, anything else to say about NWSL before we go into the MLS? Uh,
1: not really. I mean, I, I'm really hoping, I'm judging at a debate tournament on Saturday, so I'm not sure if I'll get to watch the final <laughs> live. I am hoping that the lunch break happens to coincide with the time the finals happening. So I can catch at least some of it. Because I am going to try my best to watch some of that action.
0: Alright, alright. Let's go on to MLS now. Let's start with the Leastern Conference in round one. Going with the, the second versus seventh seed. Hosted by Philadelphia. It's the Philadelphia Union versus the New York Red Bulls. Jack, how do you see this team? Who do you think is winning?
1: Ooh, well, both of these teams... Have had, have had decent seasons. The New York Red Bulls, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but are barely, barely snuck into the playoffs towards That's the end true. there. Uh, neither of these teams, honestly, are on that great of form going into the playoffs. Like, they've had two weeks of rest from the international break, so, you know, that might not matter that much, but New York Red Bulls finished off the season with two wins, two draws, and a loss, whereas Philadelphia Union did the exact same. They, they, they finished with the same last five. Uh, now, it, it, it's really tough. New York Red Bulls, I think, have a lot of great players, including their goalkeeper, who I think gets overlooked quite a bit uh, because he might not be the most well-known name, right? Uh, but Carlos Miguel, fantastic, really. Uh, He's on loan from Salzburg. But he he produced a uh joint most clean sheets in the division. Really solid work from him. The New York Red Bulls, I think, really needed that, uh, and it helped propel them into the playoffs, really. i I think that, um, you know, the Philadelphia Union have the better attack, though they They have a better attack overall. You know, this, this is a team that probably should have made the, the MLS Cup last season, but choked because, you know, they did have that first round bye. So that, that could always have something to do with it. But if, I, if I'm being honest, I've, I think that Philadelphia Union are the better overall team. And while that might not be everything in a playoff game, having that home field advantage as well, I think should help them secure a win over the New York Red Bulls.
0: All right, can I get a scoreline from you?
1: A scoreline. I'm gonna say like it's it's like a one to zero type game. Like, uh, All right. I I'm telling you, Carlos Miguel, honestly, one of the best goalkeepers for uh, for this season, and it's honestly kind of criminal that he's not in the in the top three for best keeper, uh, like the shortlist for best keeper. Right. All right. I, I so just just saying. That, that's that's my that's my prediction
0: all right cool well i said philadelphia would win it as well i said three to two uh, mostly okay. because we know what the red bulls play like they are a very high pressing team i think they are the team with the most uh possessions gained within the final the opponent's final third like that is that, that that's gonna that's gonna come up big in this game However, however, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna work. Yes, they have a they're at a sixteen point one high presses per game, which is a a league topper. But that doesn't mean that their talent is top tier, because when you look at their wins recently, their only wins since the beginning of July have been against non playoff teams, except two wins against their rivals NYCFC. I think that this Philadelphia spine the center of their, of their team, will eat that press alive. Gleznes, in particular, is one of those C, uh, center backs who is the, one, the, one of the top center backs in terms of progressive passes and carries. Jose Martinez, their defensive midfielder, was a huge reason why the Union were undefeated against the Red Bulls this season, despite two out of three of those games being played in Red Bull Arena. Not only will he break up any of Red Bull's high-octane attacks, But he'll also be able to move the ball forward past that press very calmly. He's one of the top of the league in terms of progressive passes and carries. And I really see those two players being the deal breaker for the Red Bulls here and being the winners for Philadelphia. Plus, you have Andre Blake, who, you know, we talk about uh, Red Bulls goalkeeper. Always have to mention Andre Blake, who is in the top three for goalkeeper of the year voting. That's I'm going to go with three, two. I think that press, but the counter. I want to say counter press, it's not counter. Like the the counter against the press, I guess will get a lot of goals out of this match. And I say Philadelphia, the second seed, go on. Let's go on to a three versus five or three versus six. Sorry, Nashville versus Orlando City. I see this as Nashville's defense coming up big, and I think you're going to say the same thing. Nashville is so good defensively, we know that, they boast a league-best one goal conceded per match, and it's not just Joe Willis' heroics, but they have the second-least expected goals against them. Their defense of the likes of Romney, Zimmerman, Lovitz, and Johnston have done a great job of limiting chances. The X-factor here is Mukhtar, who has a league-leading 26 goals plus assist goal contributions. If he can't get firing, then Nashville's playoff chances really plummet. On the flip side, Oscar Perea has done a great job for Orlando over the years, and I think that the defensive work rate of Orlando will serve them well opposite of Nashville's great defense. My worry for them is that they lack offensive presence. They rank last in possession one in the final third, fourth worst in big chances created, ninth worst in shots on target per match, fifth worst in, in big chances missed, sixth worst in XG, even when you watch them, the eye test, really, Nani, DK, Mueller, they're good players, but that output is just not there, and they will need to get there if they want to beat this national defense. I don't think they will, though. I'm going with 1-0 conservative Nashville at home. Jack, what do you say?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's interesting because these two teams, they've met three times this season so far, right? All three times, they drew like interesting the, the last time so nashville beat orlando once in the co, in the shortened covid season orlando beat them once in the covid season and they drew during that season they they've had four draws between them in six meetings uh so the, this this is a very evenly matched uh matchup despite the table difference between them but like you were saying the defense of nashville is incredible where even if their offense isn't firing, like their their defense is so good that they can get to like a penalty shootout and probably win that. So that that's that that's my thinking on this. That's the first level of it. Nashville, you said without Haney Mukhtar, they've got no offensive presence really. CJ Sapan, AJ. He's been actually really good for them, scored 12 yeah. goals and assisted four. He, he's their second top goal scorer. It might not be as productive as Haney Mukhtar, but he's still, he's still very good. I'd uh, yeah, I mean, i
0: yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to see how many of those Sapan goals just so happen to come from Haney Mukhtar's assists. And I, is, I, I, don't, I don't know how I have the stats there, but I think they're one of the, the better partnerships in MLS. So all I'm saying is, you know... Uh goals beget goals. That's all I'm saying. So
1: Hey, well, that's the thing. If they're if they're both playing, uh they're they're going to help each other out a lot. And they, yes, they will. I I also think Randall Leal, very good player. He he's been playing pretty well. Eight goals. He's a central midfielder. Not too bad. Uh even even their center backs chip in goals uh from time to time. Uh Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, I'd hope you know, so. Walker yep. Zimmerman's
0: built like a I know, like a brick wall. Jeez. And
1: during the uh, international window too, we saw like Walker Zimmerman at have probably some of his best games for the U.S. Men's National Team, just winning headers all over the place. Uh, and he he was he was a dominant presence, and I think that'll only help his confidence going in to this playoff game. Plus, you know, I've got to, I've got to shout out one other player for Nashville, Joe Willis. I predicted him to be goalkeeper of the year. I think he. He has a solid claim to be up there, and he is in the top three. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I think Nashville have more than enough to get this done. I'm going say I'm going to say a two to0 win. I, I, re- I really think Haney Mukhtar and CJ Supon are going to pop off, assist each other for a goal each or something like that.
0: Nice. All right, let's move on to. The fourth versus the fifth seed here, NYCFC versus Atlanta United. Jack, how do you see this game playing out?
1: Well, both of these teams had pretty good ends this season, uh, not losing in any of their last five. New York City FC won one more out of those games, but either way, there's been two weeks break, so that form might not matter all that much. But either way, NYCFC has, have had a great season, really. They weren't really showing it at the beginning of the season, but somewhere along the way, something just clicked into gear, and they started humming. And they, they definitely did. They racked up an impressive goal differential of 20, scoring 56 goals, good for second most in, in the Eastern Conference. So they've had a pretty solid uh, season. Atlanta, on the other hand, well, they had a solid season as well, especially when you consider that awful run of games <laughs> going into uh going from spring to summer where what was it 12, 13 games without a win?
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: It, it was really bad. Uh and you know, ever since they fired the uh Heinze and got their new coach, they they've been doing pretty well as well. Um now, hmm, This is I think the toughest matchup. I think these are the two most evenly matched teams uh reflected in the table standings they, they are on the same points, separated by goal differential. I think, though, I think Atlanta win this. And the reason Ooh. why is NYCFC have not won a playoff game since uh, they uh, in a normal playoff season. They won uh, last season, but they don't win these playoff games. Usually they, they choke a lot. They get high seeds in the regular season and then they choke it away in the playoffs. Uh, I, 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 I also think their injuries hurt them a little bit. Tinnerholm, out injured, that's definitely going to hurt them because oh, yeah. he, he is player. a very good player for the team. And Atlanta United, you know, they've got all of the pieces there. Miles Robinson didn't have to play the last game with the USMNT, so he's going to be back rested mm-hmm. and also has some of that playing time, so maybe finding the balance between rest and uh and and getting in that game space right so i think atlanta united win this um i i think they do win this in a close match two to one for this one also atlanta united come on they've got joseph martinez yeah and i almost forgot nycfc yes they have castellanos he's very good but i still think that
0: atlanta united win uh, Jack, 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 how naive my, uh, my God, Jack, NYCFC, you're going to go with Atlanta United. Yep. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. I am. Uh, well, I, I'm also going two to one the opposite way, Jack. I'm okay. going with NYCFC winning this because not only do they have Castellanos, who is the golden boot winner. May I remind you? Yeah, sure. It's a good amount of penalties in there, but he's still a good player. And they have great creators in the midfield, such as Maxi Morales, which is fourth in expected assists per 90 in this league. As a team, too, they have the least expected goals against with 36.7. And they're a very attack-heavy team, so they get done in both sides. Top in shots on target per match, second in big chances created, third in goals per match. Not only that, but yeah, they are at home, and if they can play in Yankee Stadium, which I think they'll be able to do, that is a huge advantage because they are the only team that knows how to play in Yankee Stadium because Yankee Stadium is a weird, wonky, and stupid stadium with uh, 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 honestly a field that's somehow uh, thinner than a stick some days atlanta united to their credit have some of the best individual creative players that i have ever seen play in mls equal Barco is equal barco's a reborn man getting 13 goals and assists this season goals plus assists i should say marcelino moreno also had 13 goal contributions luis arajo one of their newer signings is in the top 30 percent for expected goals expected assists and shock creating actions in mls however the reason why I choose NYCFC over Atlanta United, and not just because in stats, NYCFC is just better on both sides, but also, Atlanta United has just won one singular game in 15 tries against playoff teams this season. That is, of course, including their bad times and also their good times, which is quite the indictment on them as a team, especially when these playoff teams are very tight against each other. They're very similar sacked. It's not like they're going against New England Revolution every single game. And so because of that, because I think NYCFC is a more complete team, I'm going with them to win two to one. Jack, obviously we have predicted these opening games. I do wanna maybe get some insight into the rest of the bracket going forward, even if you know we disagree. Who is winning your semifinals and conference finals? jack you have new england versus atlanta united who's winning that new
1: england um okay yeah new england win that yes they have the bye week but new england are on some different gravy this season at least against eastern conference teams against western conference teams i mean there's a (laughs) low sample size but they're 50 percent on their win rate against those i don't know Uh, It seems like there's a difference between those. So New England wins that, going to the conference finals. The other one, I've got Nashville versus Philadelphia.
0: Philadelphia, we both have that, yeah.
1: Yep, and I think think Nashville win that one because I believe they host. Uh, No, wait, they don't.
0: No, Philadelphia hosts that one.
1: (laughs) Hmm. That changes things a little. No, I, I'm still going for Nashville to win it. Okay. Uh, I I think I think it would be awesome to see either New England or Nashville in the MLS Cup. Uh, I I think Nashville win that one, even though Philadelphia beat them in the late towards the end of the season. I I think Nashville, you know, that defense is so good, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, and I really think and, and I really back them to to get the job done against Philadelphia.
0: All right. In the semifinals, I have Revs versus NYCFC. Statistically, the Revs have been the best team this season in the East. Obviously, they're points record breakers. They're the best at creating chances, scoring goals. That's what happens when you have the likes of Bo, Hill, Books up, Buchanan as your front four. Defensively, however, they're middle of the pack, 14th in expected goals against. The biggest X factor, Jack alluded to it, we've talked about it. They have that long break. Your defense is already kind of just average and now we have Matt Turner who didn't play this uh this break, Brandon by Henry Kessler and Andrew Farrell nearly going a month. That's right, a month. Like they didn't play this past weekend. Uh they finished up last weekend, the week I sorry, the weekend previous to last losing to Inter Miami. And now they're not playing until November 30th. So you're going to have those players not play a game for a month I'm going with NYCFC Jack oh and I'm God. going NYCFC in a not close game if NYCFC or Atlanta whoever the team wins this if they already have a great offense which most of them do but now they have the momentum and game fitness to keep going against a weakened relatively weakened defense this seems like an unnecessarily hard uphill battle for the Revs to overcome and that is no offense to them. This is all offense to the MLS for scheduling a playoffs like this. They have the international break, and then they have an additional week where they can't get playing time. If I'm the Revs front office, I'm scheduling uh, friendlies against USL teams that have already been uh, eliminated from their respective playoffs, because it's going to be tough. I'm going with three to one to NYCFC. I know you didn't Jeez. have a score line, but I really believe in that. Philly versus Nashville, defense wins championships. Philly rank at just 16th in open play, XG, and 18th in possessions that end in a shot. If Mukhtar can keep it up, I have no doubt that the Nashville defense can do the rest. I'm going 1-0 with Nashville. Jack, your conference final is the Revs versus Nashville. Do the Revs continue on their amazing season, or do you think Nashville can make that Cinderella run a possibility?
1: Nashville. Ooh, I'm going Nashville. I love Nashville. It, Jack. I I'm love going it, Jack. Nashville, and I I don't, I mean, one, it would be amazing for them. Uh, they already showed how impressive they could be last season in the playoffs where they made a, quite a splash and uh, took the crew to extra time as well uh, In who ended up winning the MLS Cup. Not too bad of a result for a new expansion team, and they've just built on everything, you know? Their defense, fantastic. They've... Uh, They've fixed the offense for a large part as well, having some great offensive contributions. I think I think they win it. Uh, so New England versus Nashville, the last time they played ended zero zero. I I think like you know Nashville can get this job done, and <laughs> if I was to, if I was to give a scoreline for the Philly or. or yeah, Philly versus Nashville game. I would say one to zero there. And I would say mm-hmm. one to zero over the revs too. <laughs> nice. Because, you know, I, I feel like they're they're just that kind of team that that just can grind out those kind of results. Yes, they've played they've got gone to like thrillers, like nine goal thrillers. That's against Cincinnati, though. So not sure how much weight I'd put into those results of spectacular offensive displays, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, I I will say though, AJ nycfc over the revolution i think that nycfc jersey you got is going to your head too much (laughs) i think (laughs) it's a good jersey
0: i will say (laughs) say. no i uh, i i think the buck stops here for the nycfc fans because yes i put them in the conference finals i'm i i had nashville going to the finals as well jack (laughs) okay yeah that's right uh well it's helped by the fact that In my dream scenario of NYCFC versus Nashville SC, Nashville would host, and they have not lost at home yet, so it definitely helps my case for having them in the finals. This is going to be hard to really predict. Yes, Nashville, you know, hasn't lost at home. NYCFC does have a good attack. Untested against, like, really great opponents, I will say, really great defense. So, it can either... It can go either way, it's either going to be a two to one victory, which is what I'm having, where both sides score and it's very open, or it's going to be a very timid draw and penalty shootout. I'm going with that two to one though for Nashville going into the MLS Cup finals. Now, let's find out who's going to be joining in both of our scenarios. Nashville SC starting with the West, let's go with the second versus seventh seed, like we did with the East, Seattle versus RSL, Real Salt Lake. RSL who snuck into the playoffs in expense of LA Galaxy and Seattle who, uh, choked and couldn't get, uh, the top seed. Jack, who's winning this? Ooh,
1: well, you know it is Seattle at home and they have an incredible uh, record in home playoff games. What is it? They haven't lost since like.
0: 2015 i can't tell you but probably
1: i I think it's like 20 games unbeaten in the playoffs at home that that's an incredible record and you know rsl did beat seattle earlier this season in september but that was when rsl were playing at home when they played seattle in seattle they lost two to one and you know with seattle seeming to hit some good uh hit hit some good form i actually no. My bad. Hit some <laughs> bad form at bad the end form, of the season. Yeah. Really bad form. In fact, not winning in a single one of their last five games. That's true. Uh, meanwhile, you know, RSL, I, I have a feeling that uh, that final goal is going to play in the minds of MLS fans for just years to come. Because what, what a moment that that was. The Crylock goal. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, will, do I think they'll be able to replicate that against the Sounders? in in uh in Seattle in a playoff game. No, I don't uh-huh. think so. I, I want I, I feel like it's possible because of, you know, that bad form that the Sounders are bringing into it, but with playoff games, form kind of goes out the window. It it's it's a it's a one-off thing plus the Sounders at home are just they they're built different at home. I'll say it. That, that's, that's what I'll say. They're, they're a very solid team. Rui Diaz up front is going to be scoring goals. Stefan Fry in the back, uh, keeping shots out. RSL, yes, they've got, they've got some good goal threats in Krylock, uh, but that, that's like most of their offensive threat, if right. I'm being completely honest. The Sounders are a lot more than that. Plus, they've got, as you mentioned in our season review, one of the best cdms honestly in the league in joao paulo yeah really solid player and also can put in a long goal or two as we know as minnesota united fans Mm -hmm. that's right Uh, so you know i i i back the sounders to get this result i'm gonna say two to one for that
0: all right jack i also have seattle i had them winning two to zero dos a okay seattle yeah they have some bad form but a lot of that is due to the fact that there's a lot of injuries on this team, and they are coming back. And I just think this is a good team from front to back. Defenders: Nuhu, Ariaga, Amar, Gomez. Goalkeeper: Fry. Best attackers in the league like the creative Christian Roldan, Raúl Ruiz, Diaz, Jordan Morris, who's coming back. Lodero could be coming back. And the heart of it all, like you mentioned, Joao Paulo, one of the best defensive midfield, lead the best, third best player in the in the league. Should have been in the MVP conversation a bit more. Yet. They're only 14th in open play XG. 15th in chances created. And they haven't won in a month. But RSL is just so inconsistent. I just can't back them. Biggest hope is to be defensively solid. To deal with Roldan and them. But I'm going 2-0. to zero. Let's go to SKC versus the Cavs. Jack how do you have that winning?
1: Well. This is, this is, I think, potentially the most interesting one, one of, the, uh, of the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, SKC, not a great end to the season, I'll say. Losing three in a row, including losing to Austin FC 3-1, to one, as well as losing to RSL and Minnesota United. They lost to two playoff teams and one definite not playoff team. Meanwhile, Vancouver... Had a great end to the season where they they didn't lose a single one of their last five games, uh, including beating Portland, beating or drawing San Jose, beating Minnesota, drawing against LFC and drawing against the Seattle Sounders. I also think, you know, I, I'm just I'm just going to go go for it. Vancouver win this. Vancouver do win this. I. Uh, you know, I, I, I really like how Vancouver have been playing since, you know, uh, I, I can't remember exactly when. I think it was September when they when they started like really, really heating up. Uh, also, SKC, some injuries are, are abound there. Alan Pulido is out. That's going to hurt them a little bit. Yes, they have Daniel Shaloui and uh, he could
0: be coming back, though. There are reports that he's potentially getting healthy.
1: Could be, but will that will that be like good for him to play on? Like potentially being healthy, right? Really, right, he right. be the same player. Vancouver, on the other hand, just are performing out of their minds lately. Like, I mean, uh, who? There, there's so many good players: Brian Gall or Ryan Gold. My bad, and Brian White. Those, those are those are the two. They they've been fantastic towards the end of this season. Uh, Christian Dehome also has been playing very well. Their front three has been really solid, and I also think that Maxime Crapo, he hes one of the most underrated keepers in MLS for for me. I, I think he's a very good shot stopper. Uh, pulls off incredible saves, and I think you know he's gonna do—he—he's gonna do Vancouver proud. I think I think Vancouver win this three to two. Three to two, I'm gonna go for.
0: All right, Jack. Well, you went for the upset. I'm also going for the upset. Okay. <laughs> Crazily enough, I'm going to the upset. I'm going even crazier. I went with three to four, oh or Vancouver Whitecaps. Hey, I,
1: I, I I'd, I'd be happy with that. That would be great.
0: I think this is gonna be a fun match to watch. SKC is a very possession-oriented team, while the Whitecaps are content on hitting you on the counter. SKC are on the downturn, and honestly, like many times, they look pretty mentally flustered, uh, and that goes beyond just having the wrong players on the team. Like, like you mentioned, Alan Polito is injured, could be coming back, but just a month ago, SKC went to Vancouver. They got blitzed in the first half hour and just couldn't respond, and for a team that has been struggling in the past couple of weeks, they need to find a response when they go down, when they start to get that adversity coming their way. The Caps have some great playmakers in the likes of Ryan Gould, Kaecito, I also want to say, and great outlets, like you mentioned Dahomey and White. It's not like they have any standout advanced stats going their way. To me, I'm just drinking the Sartini Kool-Aid. I think a lot of people are because this team has the belief, and that might be the X-Factor that's very cliche, but they just kind of have that X-Factor within themselves to beat SKC, which on their day, Looks like a really good team, but when it's not on their day, can feel like they are the most beatable team in this Western Conference playoff pool. So this might be, I think, my only upset in this first round, and I think I I really want to manifest this. I I, I really hope that this turns out the way I want to have it turn out. I think these two teams are built for each other to try to see who's the better built to be either possession team or a, uh, a very counter oriented team. And I think it's going to be fun four to three going the caps way. Let's stay uh, in the, the Cascadia side of things go with Portland versus Minnesota. Jack, our Minnesota United going to take on the Portland Timbers. Who's winning that one?
1: Well, we predicted this one in our episode. So the listeners who listen to that one, you you know who I went for for this one, and it's the not wrong gonna, team. No, No, yeah, I think the right team in this <laughs> one. I went for Minnesota United, and I'm going to go for that again. And here's why: Minnesota United oh, boy. <laughs> have not lost at Providence Park since 2018, and that was a three to two game. Since then, they also have not lost to Portland. The last time they lost to them was that, was that time when they got beat in 2018. Minnesota United seem to have the Portland Timbers numbered, even when it looks like they're down and out, like uh, in, in their most recent meeting where Felipe Mora scored in the 10th minute. They came back and won that game 2-1. to one. I honestly think Minnesota United, this might have been one of the better playoff games they could have gotten. I, 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 I think... I think they, they can do this. And here, here's another thing that, that I'm going to, I'm going to uh, point out. The injury lists. Portland have a lot of players injured. Yes, a lot of those have been longer-term injuries. But one that's pretty recent, Tui Loma got injured re, uh, on, on, like uh, just about a week ago. And he's probably going to be out for the playoffs. Or there's a possibility of that. Eric Williamson's been out for a while. So that creative force is out. Uh, Felipe Mora also got injured in training. That's a big source of goals for the, for, uh, the Timbers. That's now out. I, and on the other hand, Minnesota United are missing Justin McMaster. That's their injury list. Right. Every, everyone is ready for Minnesota. Portland are missing some pieces. And because of that, I think Minnesota United do win this one. I think they win this one 3-1. to one. Wow. I, I think is going to have a great game. He, he scored, he scored uh, a, a great early goal against Portland at Providence Park. Seems to be one of the places he definitely can score. So, uh, you know, I, I'm backing Minnesota fully in this one. Uh, I know you're not going to.
0: I, you're right. i will not.
1: But I, I, I'm, I'm believing in them, and I honestly think this is a very winnable playoff game for Minnesota.
0: It, it, it is winnable, right? I'm, I'm going to back Minnesota for a little bit here. They have an in-form attacking side. They've never lost in Portland since 2018. Uh, one of the things that I don't, I don't think has been mentioned yet, they're dangerous in set pieces. Very dangerous. Which Portland is very bad at defending, conceding a league-leading 12.5 expected goals from corners and free kicks. In general, too, Portland has had the highest expected goals assists, uh, goals against. However, Minnesota hasn't kept a clean sheet in like six games. They have an awful away record, while Portland has a great home record. Minnesota's attack is terrible. 20th in goals per match, 21st in big chances created, 20th in shots on target per match. Meanwhile, on the flip side, Portland is 4th in chances created, 3rd in goals per match, and have great players front to back in the Charas, who have a combined 14 goal contributions. Claudio Bravo... Aspirelli, who has 10 goals, and of course, Blanco, who is very much coming into form, 13 goal contributions, fourth in expected assists this season. Of course, like you mentioned, they're missing players in attack, and that's going to hurt them more especially. However, I really think that they don't need to be at full strength to beat this Minnesota team, and it's not an indictment on Minnesota. Providence Park is a very hard place to play in. And so I really see this being a very, very close match that could really go any way. But just the pure talent on Portland as it is and that home advantage will put them ahead of Minnesota in the end. I'm sorry to do it to Reynoso, but when it's Blanco versus Reynoso, I'm going with Sebastian Blanco. One to zero. I know. I know. Hate me all you want. I'm going to be right in the end. (laughs) I don't know. Speaking of Portland or Minnesota winning, let's talk about their next opponents now. Colorado R- uh, Rapids will face the winner of this team in the, the conference semifinals. So, Jack, you have it being Minnesota United taking on the Rapids. Who is winning that semifinal matchup? And who's winning uh, the other side of the bracket, who, which we both agree on, is going to be Vancouver and Seattle.
1: So let, let me start first with, uh, with the side with the Colorado Rapids. Colorado versus Minnesota. There's four days in between these two games. So whoever wins this one only has four days to rest and recover and then go to Denver and play. Denver, the mile-high city. That I, I, I went to Denver this summer. I was almost dying from trying to adapt to, to uh, the, the altitude difference. It's, it's like almost exactly 5,000 feet between Minnesota and Denver. Wow. I, AJ, I think you remember when we were recording, I was, pretty, I was not feeling the greatest. Uh, I was feeling no, that altitude no, sickness. Weren't. So I, it, it's, it's a tough place to play. Also, Minnesota have never won in Colorado. Uh, how many times have they produced a positive result there? Once. It was a 2-2 draw. I, I remember that i'm am, I am one of the most optimistic sports fans, I think, in general, but I don't think I can back Minnesota on this one, even with the break that the Rapids have had i I just don't think I can do it the four only four days and then plus going to Denver in a place where Minnesota United have never won i, I I'm gonna back the Rapids on that one, even though I don't want to. I'm Ugh,
0: going not to. the crappids no. <laughs> yeah, uh, no yeah, no, yeah.
1: Back other side, other yeah, other side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Vancouver versus Seattle played each other on the last day of the season. <laughs> ended in a draw. Seattle is hosting though. Seattle is Seattle at home in the playoffs. I don't want them to win, but honestly, Seattle like like I said, Seattle are just Seattle, and for, for whatever reason, they 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 just go off during the playoffs, and yeah i am I'm, I'm gonna go for for uh for Seattle to win that one pretty close though like probably a two to one, even though I've said that so many times this episode <laughs> uh but it it'll be a close game for the other one, Colorado versus Minnesota, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota take like another two goal lead and then choke it away uh I, I I would honestly say three to two for that one i I would, right. I would not be shocked in the slightest if Minnesota United managed to take a lead and choke it away.
0: Ah, Jack, here you go again, trying to back the number one seed. I'm they're going down again. That's no, my prediction. No, not my, my hottest take this season for this playoffs is that neither first seed will win their game. It's just to give me a copy and paste for my take on this. Give me a copy and paste from my take with New England Revolutions. There's no real issue with the Rapids, other than. In general, they just don't have the absolute best team. Raw talent-wise, they don't have the best depth. A very good team, but they just don't have that raw talent to overcome this long break. Because again, they're not going to be missing like an entire month like uh, the Revolution will. They'll be playing on Thanksgiving instead of a couple days later. However, that break is still going to hit them, especially when you have all these players not playing Internationally, I guess. Uh, I don't know if Mark Anthony K played for Canada, but their top goal scorers, Barrios and Lewis, who, let's face it, aren't very good at scoring goals. If they've only scored eight, you know they're going to be out of out of form just on the basis that they haven't played a lot. And I think without that raw talent or depth to carry them through, they're not going to be able to handle such a long break. Meanwhile, Portland or even Minnesota, in this case, will have that boost in the attack. They undoubtedly will get after warming up, beating the respective other side. In this case, Portland beating Minnesota, and I think that's going to be enough to take it. I did take in account to. Uh, I did take an account the the altitude, the lack of rest. So I'm going to go with a one to one draw penalty win shootout for the Portland Timbers in this one. Opposite side of the brackets, Seattle versus Vancouver. Like you said before, Seattle at home in the playoffs, two to zero for Seattle. Jack. In the final, you have Colorado taking on Seattle first in the second seed. Who is winning that and playing in our uh, hypothetical matchup against Nashville SC for the MLS Cup?
1: Yeah. Well, Colorado are gonna host this, right? Yes, they will. So uh... You're 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 not gonna like this take. I don't think you're gonna like it at least. Colorado win it. Colorado win okay. the conference final. I know that. Yes, the the rest might hurt them, but Colorado definitely have the strength to take it to any team. They proved it by topping the Western Conference. They would they wouldn't have done that if they weren't able to prove that they could take on these teams. They beat they they took on Seattle, uh, and uh and uh, got a draw at home. They did that twice this season. You know, I I don't think it's going to be a clean win. I'll say I'll say that it will be very close. But I'm going 1 to 1 Colorado win on penalties.
0: Wow. Wow. Jack that, that that's very interesting. However, I I think a we as like An MLS fandom, and you especially right now, might be overstating Colorado's power, considering that only one point separates Seattle and Colorado.
1: I know, I know, I know.
0: (laughs) I don't see it playing out like that. Even if I had Colorado winning, I still probably would have had Seattle winning in this conference final. And I have Seattle winning against my hypothetical opponent, Portland Timbers. And because these two teams are meeting in the conference final in the West, it means for the seventh year in a row now, Portland or Seattle will be in the MLS Cup final. Since 2015, one of, at least one Cascadia side has been in the MLS Cup final. Vancouver is obviously not ever going to be in the MLS Cup. Just kidding, just kidding. But I, I truly predict that the Seattle Sounders will take the Western Conference title here. Like with most seasons, I think the X Factor here at Seattle throughout this entire playoffs is that they grow into the season, and they're about to grow into these playoffs. With Morris, Lodera, and Rui Diaz coming back to health, I see a slow end to the season ramping back up, and at this point, with all the talent they have, it should be enough to take them and make it to the end. It will be tight, no doubt about it. But with this talent, I see no reason why I should bet against the Sounders. One to zero is my scoreline. A comfortable one to zero. There's one to zeros come in all shapes and sizes. I'm going the comfortable one to zero. It's going to be Seattle versus the Nashville SC in the final. And Jack, this is where we talk about MLS Cup final. Hard to really predict this when obviously it is a long ways out and we have teams that. A, disagree with each other, uh, and B, it, it could be neither of these teams. That, uh, neither of the three teams that we have in the, the finals could be uh, in the final or even make it out of their respective first rounds. So, Jack, I'll let you begin. You have uh, National SC versus the Colorado Rapids, hosted by uh, Colorado. Who is taking this matchup in your eyes?
1: I'm going to go with Nashville. Okay. And the reason why is you've mentioned it once, defense wins championships. It really does. And Nashville have built, in my eyes, undoubtedly the best defense in the league. Uh, their, their defense, their center back pairing is completely solid. Their goalkeeper, he may not be the most spectacular big name in MLS, but he, he makes the saves that he needs to and keeps clean sheets. And I, I honestly think Nashville have what it takes to do this, to win an MLS Cup. I, I believe this would put them uh, tying a record with RSL for the fastest time it takes for an expansion team to win an MLS Cup.
0: Uh, actually, I think that would be Chicago Fire who won it their expansion season.
1: Really? Okay. Okay.
0: I mean, afterwards, yeah, RSL okay. probably. Yeah,
1: R because I know RSL won it in their second year. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: either also, way, so, so did I, Atlanta. To be fair, that's yeah. true. It, it's a record <laughs> that that
1: that a lot of teams have done. But Nashville, their defense is incredible. Uh, their offense on its day is fantastic. Right. And, I. Maybe it's just because out of these two teams, I would much rather see Nashville win, Uh but I honestly think Nashville has the strength to take on any opponent in front of them and win. Jack, Jack, Jack,
0: how naive of you to think that Nashville would win, and how naive of I to agree with you. I had Ah, Nashville going to Seattle, going to CenturyLink, is that what it's called anymore? No, it's called... it's uh, called is it, is it? whatever CenturyLink is called now. Uh, it's something new. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I have them winning. I have them winning there. Second versus third seed. Third seed winning. And I just, yeah, defense wins championships. And I have no reason to think that this, this national team can not make run. Is it very likely? No. Do they have a lot of teams standing in their way? Yes. Can any of the other teams that they play? also make a claim to making a good playoff run? Yes, as well. But is Nashville right there with that group? Absolutely. Mukhtar, that defense, goalkeeper, it all makes sense in my mind. And I think they can uh, poop house their way to the final. So much so that I have, Jack, do you have a scoreline real quick before I even give my scoreline of uh, the Rapids versus Nashville?
1: for most of for most of Nashville's games I would have said 1 to 0 but actually against Colorado yeah I'd say 1 to 0 again cuz right.
0: why not Jack for this scoreline Na- Seattle versus Nashville two very defensively strong teams I'm going with a 0 to 0 draw okay a 0 to 0 bore 0. 0.5 combined xG <laughs> only 5 shots in total are taken between oh, God. the two teams It's a penalty shootout. And Jack, every MLS fan's dream, Dax McCarty, the man himself, wins it. The legend deserves an MLS cup. I think he should win it as well. Dax McCarty wins it for National SC. And it's everyone's gonna be happy except Seattle fans. But because Seattle fans (laughs) aren't happy.
1: They've won it enough.
0: Because they're not happy, it makes everyone else happy. So that's why I have it. Jack, that is the MLS playoffs predicted. The first rounds for sure we have predicted. After that, it, we'll, we'll predict when the time comes. But that's how we think that the MLS playoffs will uh, play out, going team by team, looking at their strengths or weaknesses, what they can bring to their playoff runs. Jack, any final thoughts on the, the playoffs? Both uh, You could mention the Cell as well, but MLS playoffs in particular before we close out.
1: I mean, I'm just excited for both uh, NWSL and MLS playoffs. You know, it's sad that the soccer season in the U.S. is coming to an end. But, you know, it's so exciting. Uh, like, all, all of these games are going to be awesome. You know, watch as many of them as possible. Get that viewership up. We In March, before the season started, we had uh, at USMNT underscore thoughts on here. Talked about Unite to Watch. Keep on doing that, and uh, keep watching these games when possible. Same goes for NWSL. If you've got, it's on Paramount Plus, I believe.
0: Uh, uh, it's I think it's gonna be w- over the air on CBS. So I should hope so. I should watch. Very easy to watch.
1: Absolutely, watch it. You know, it's going to be good soccer. You know the uh and absolutely, uh, I'm gonna be watching as many of these playoff games as I possibly can because. Some of my favorite memories in soccer are watching playoff games. Yep, same you know, the, here. The, the game against between Dallas and Seattle in 2019. One of my first times I was like actively following MLS and watching that game. Oh my god! I, I don't, I don't think I could have asked for a better introduction to playoff soccer for MLS. Uh, you know, even even like uh, many uh, Minnesota United's run last season, even though it came to a heartbreaking end. It, it's still some of the best stuff you can watch so yeah that that's that that's that's my kind of pitch make sure make sure you're watching that kind of stuff because you know the second you turn away is when something crazy is going to happen yeah and you don't want to miss it
0: true. yeah i mean i could point towards a, a lot of crazy moments whether it's the seattle and Portland playoff series back in like 2018 i want to say uh, last year with Tim Melia saving three penalties in a row oh, yeah, to, to win for SKC. Going back to Toronto and Montreal, that one of the best series ever in 2017. Going even further back to like my early days, LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders, the classic Western Conference matchup. Really a, a lot of fun watching these playoff games. Definitely watch it. NWCL final, noon uh, EST this Saturday. 11-20-21 uh, uh, in Louisville. Neutral site for those two teams, Chicago versus Washington. MLS Cup Final will be on the 11th of December, 3 p.m. Eastern time, uh, whether that be in whatever time zone it's going to be in. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think, I, I actually don't know what when the MLS Cup, uh, what, what TV channel is that going to be on. Actually, I do know. It's going to be ABC and CBS for nwsl go ahead and watch that and go ahead and uh predict the playoffs in mls that's going to be in the show notes down below uh join our league for that jack where can people find us on twitter if they want to uh read our takes on the mls playoffs and the nwsl final as they happen
1: well you can find us on twitter at I almost forgot at final third show right there, <laughs> sure. we're doing a late night recording. So, it you know, is. the least you can do if you're listening to this is follow us on Twitter, see some good takes, some bad takes, hot takes, cold takes, you know, everything on there. And as AJ was uh, saying, you know, we'll post the, uh, the way to join the bracket challenge through there before the playoffs start. And, uh, yeah, just follow us on Twitter. It's, it's a great time, and you can see uh, AJ absolutely meltdown when NYCFC don't even make it past the first round.
0: That's very likely, actually, in which case I still predict Atlanta United beat the New England Revolution. Okay. That's how sure I am. Wow, That's my okay, honesty. wow. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, also, give us a follow on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Whatever. Also, tell a friend about the show. Tell your dad about the show. I'm sure he would love to learn more about the MLS Cup playoffs. We'll see you guys next Monday for a hopefully jam packed uh, news and predictions episode. And we'll see you guys next Thursday on Thanksgiving for a very thankful deep dive, I guess you could say. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you then. See ya. Bye for now.